but I only missed one day. Is that really what that means? We'll talk about that today on Bible Time. It's time for Bible Time on Uplifting and Empowering Fulcrum Radio. Now here's Phil with our latest Bible Time. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Bible Time. I want to turn to one of my favorite books in the Bible. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite, but there's two that really stand out for me in the New Testament anyway. They're different in the Old Testament. That's the book of Romans and the book of Hebrews. But this time I'm going to the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, and I'm going to find verse 25 here. And I'm going to go back to verse 24 and read from there. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another and all more the more as you see the day approaching. Now that's from the NIV. I know in other translations like the New King James Version it says, let us not forsake the gathering or the assembly. Let us not forsake the assembly. That verse has been taken out of context so incredibly bad by churches. I have never personally been told to not forsake the assembling together when I miss the day of church. But there are churches out there that if you miss a Sunday service or even a Wednesday service, if they have one, they will, will tell you, remember to Hebrews 10.25, do not forsake the assembling together. Okay, that's not even a complete sentence. <laughs> do not forsake the assembling together. Well, maybe it is. But anyway, what is the complete thought in here? That's why I went back to verse 24. If we go back to verse 24... It says, let us, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as it is in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and much more as you see the day approaching. If we take that word forsake or to neglect or to not do the gathering of t- together, we find it in other places in the New Testament, ironically, and in every place it is about abandonment. My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? And Paul speaks of uh, being abandoned or deserted. And many of his companions felt that way, like Deimos in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 through 16. God promised, I will neither, neither leave nor forsake you, Hebrews 13, 5. That forsaking of the assembly means abandoning. Okay, so sure, I understand why people say, well, don't abandon coming to church. That's not what it means. Folks, this is not about going to church. What it is, these people didn't have a church back then. They were gathering together in small groups. They were gathering in the catacombs underneath the city. They were gathering where they could be hidden. They were gathering and teaching one another and building one another up and showing love to one another because they all believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And they wanted to encourage one another in their gatherings. And some people had abandoned the gatherings because if we look at the entire book of Hebrews and what it's about, some were abandoning Christ. Do I need to go back to Hebrews chapter 4? Don't make me go there. Maybe another Bible time. And if you know what I'm talking about, or if you want to read it, Hebrews 4, 6, We'll talk about that some other time. Very controversial, but I have my own strong thoughts on that as well. But anyway, it's not about not going to church. So if you have ever used that term to browbeat someone into coming to church, please 
repent and take it to God and ask him to show you what the real meaning is. And if you've ever been browbeaten by that, I am sorry. And please forgive the people who did it to you. Please forgive them. The problem is in our churches today is that they're great organizations. And many churches, and this is not a blanket statement. I am not one to make a blanket statement about any organization group people. I am just not stereotypical in that regard. I'm not racist. I'm not prejudice. I'm nothing like that. But churches by and large, denominational churches, what's what's limited to that, have become so entrenched in themselves. And they will never admit that. Mm-hmm. They've become, become so entrenched in the the system, but they'll never admit that. They say, oh, well, we are, look at our numbers. We're growing people. We're bringing people to the Lord. No, 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 no. You don't bring people to the Lord. I don't bring people to the Lord. The Holy Spirit brings people to the Lord. It's John 6, 44. No one comes to, the, comes to me unless the Father first draws him out. I will give you a new helper, the Holy Spirit, who will come and guide you in all truth. Okay, it's not us. Churches don't bring people to Christ. The Holy Spirit brings people to Christ. Churches facilitate the ability for the Holy Spirit to work. Now, the Holy Spirit can work without a church, but the Holy Spirit does work in a lot of churches. And I've seen the Spirit moving in a lot of churches. And I've seen the Spirit quelled in a lot of churches. And I've seen the Spirit leave a lot of churches. And let me tell you, that is sad when that happens. But if your church is strong or vibrant, or even if it's not, Pray that the Holy Spirit will come in and work in this institution that you have. It can work. I am not anti-church. I am anti-religion. Religion is man's attempt to reach God, and God's answer for man is Jesus Christ dying on the cross. I am anti-religion. I will say it to the day I die, I am anti-religion. Religion is a work of the enemy. It is the work of Satan to bring people into a thought that takes their thoughts away from the truth, which is the work of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ. John 6, 16 through 17, 15 through 17, read that. Please take a few moments and read John 15 to 17. No, start at 14. John 14 through 17. Read the whole book of John, and then go to Acts, and then go to Romans. Now, what I'm saying here, folks, is it's not about the building. It's not about the denomination. It's not about calling ourselves Methodists, Presbyterians, Episcopalians, Catholics. Uh, It's not about calling us Moravians, Calvinists, Wesleyan. It's none of that. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he does in us and through us. So when Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 is saying, don't forsake, don't abandon other people. Don't abandon the Lord. Don't abandon God. I know you're going through persecution. The whole book of Hebrews. I know you're going through persecution. I know you're scattered abroad. I know you're out there. And I just want to let you know that we have a better system now than we had before. To the 12 tribes scattered abroad, is how Hebrews starts out. We have a better system. We have a better high priest. We have a sacrifice. Don't abandon that. And don't forget that God never forsakes you. And don't love money.
that's your Bible time for today. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you again all real soon. God bless. You've just listened to Bible Time. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Thanks for listening.